Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Oh, El Mirage is where Curtis is from, or is he? Uh, he's officially enrolled in Mark and Paul's Middle School. Three questions, get two out of three correct, and you will go see Godzilla versus Kong. Excellent. All right, Curtis, let's do this. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but you know who The Rock is, right? Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Oh, yeah. Okay, so a uh, survey came out, said 46% of Americans would be open to considering him if he ran for president <laughs> of the United States. So there's no qualifications whatsoever. So it doesn't seem to matter. But uh, the question is, if he were elected president, what number President Johnson would he be in United States history? Would he be the first, second or third? The third. That is absolutely correct. Nice job. Andrew, Lyndon Baines and Rock. And Dwayne. Yeah. Rock Johnson. So, which sounds like a president. So let's uh, let's stay on the Rock questions here. This was the Rock's wrestling name when he was honing his skills as a very young wrestler in Memphis, Tennessee. Was he Top Gun? Was he Flex Cavana? Or was he the Mongolian Stomper? Uh. Let's go for the Mongolian stomper. No, no, that was a very legendary wrestler in the in the southeastern United States and in Canada. But it was Flex Cavana was his wrestling name. <laughs> President so. Flex Cavana sounds like something right out of Idiocracy. We are on our way. So here's your last question: Which of these nicknames did The Rock never use for himself in wrestling? After he became famous at the Rock as The Rock. He would refer to himself in various ways. Which of these was never one of those ways? The Great One, the People's Champion, or the American Dream? Uh, American Dream. That is correct. That was, of course, reserved for the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Hard times, brother. Yes, uh, The Rock would refer to himself as the Great One, the People's Champion, sometimes the Chosen One. <laughs> but you very are very humble. Yes. He's pre- he's prepared to be the president for sure. Hang with us; you are a winner. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed when The Rock would refer to himself as a man and a half. Yeah, that was a good one too. He uh, the show that he does, uh, Young Rock, is hilarious. Um, for those that don't know, the premise is that he is actually running for president. Um, in, in the future, it's like the 2032 future. or something yeah, like yeah, that. And yeah. he's on a show and he's... Yeah, uh, and and he's doing a, a series of interviews, like television interviews for like a, you know, the Today Show type show. Yeah. That kind of a deal. And and really, really funny. Like the interplay between him and, uh, I forget the guy's first name, but his last name is Park. The, uh, the interview interviewer back and forth just really funny like the timing is fantastic abbott and costello like timing and what he does is recount various episodes in his life when he was younger thus he is young rock yes and i believe rosario dawson is his running mate in it oh yeah i'm voting for him yep see you're 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 in you're all in that's right In case you missed it, on Friday we did the uh, the greatest ever monster movie. 
let you vote on it online and took a lot of calls about it. I was surprised that, you know, let's face it, it wasn't exactly the most scientific of polls, but we kept track and we were it like... It was honest. Yeah. I was surprised that John Carpenter's The Thing was the one that got the most votes. You know, of course, it was you know just a few hours on Friday morning. Who knows what would have happened over the course of an entire campaign season. But The Thing... The one from like 1982 with Kurt Russell. Yeah, I was surprised. I don't. I don't even remember the movie. It's been so. I think I saw it in 1982 and haven't seen it since. I saw it, and same thing. Where I, it was definitely not one of the ones that would have come to mind for me. Like my top, no. you know, my greatest ever monster movie. It was Alien, and I was surprised that that topped out. Like there were very few Draculas. Very few, no mummies. No mummies, no wolfmans. <laughs> yeah, the wolfman got shafted too. Yeah, you know who got more votes than Dracula or the wolfman? I mean, obviously more than the wolfman because they didn't even get one. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. Abbott and Costello was a surprising like top yeah. five finisher. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny, interesting interesting to, to see the way people remember some of the monster movies and things like that. And what's really, what's and really the worst? Not that, not that many of the like the Rodans and the Mothras. Not no. that much of that stuff either. What's the worst monster movie you've ever seen? Uh, well, <laughs> funny you should mention that because – uh, on Friday, like one of the votes that came in was for the Toxic Avenger. This, this guy Steve <laughs> sent it in, and he was joking. And I was like, you know, I'm not really that familiar with it. And he sent me a an eight minute clip of the movie The Toxic Avenger. That's and all you need to see. Some of the worst stuff you've ever seen, yep. but hilarious in its in its terribleness. Yep. Um, there's this scene. The scene that he sent me was this big fight that breaks out. In a Mexican restaurant where the Toxic Avenger shows up to protect the people who are being bullied by these thugs. Right. And during the fight, one of the thugs reaches up and grabs off the wall this samurai sword. Mm-hmm. That, that is yep. one of, that is one of two samurai swords that are set on the wall, crisscrossed with each other. Because as we know, most Mexican restaurants really go a long way to celebrate Asian culture. Well, now, so stupid. Now I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a fly in that ointment. When I was living in Kansas City, there was a a, a, a Chinese food buffet that was in uh, Shawnee, Kansas. And at, at some point during the time that I lived in Kansas City, the ownership of the Shawnee, Kansas buffet, the Chinese buffet, changed. And suddenly it was now a Mexican Chinese buffet. And you walked in and there were a whole bunch of like like phone cards and stuff like that at the desk and stuff. Like traditional things that you would see in a little storage, a little shop in Mexico. And it had two steam trays. One had all the Chinese food and the other one was a taco bar. All right. So it does happen. It does happen. <clears throat> but not in the restaurant in the Toxic Avenger. No, this was certainly a, this not was in a New taco Jersey. shop. Yeah, not in New Jersey. And, I'm guessing that that's not a very common thing. But in Kansas, also, apparently it is. And also during the fight, the Toxic Avenger gains revenge on one of the thugs by stuffing him into the pizza oven in the, that is in the kitchen of the Mexican restaurant. Well... They're covering all bases there. The they, Toxic they Avenger is an, he's an international hero. There's something for everybody in this particular Mexican restaurant, it seemed. Did you enjoy the performance of Stevens Med as Gaseous Maximus, the human <laughs> trash can? That was uh, really quite uh, yeah yeah. The eight minute film that film clip that the guy sent was was something to watch. The Toxic Avenger, if you've got some time that you don't care about wasting. <laughs> That might be for you. Fun fact, if you have the Toxic Avenger on DVD or if you're looking for it, 
I would highly suggest you pick up the director's cut for an appearance of Marissa Tomei she as did. girl in the locker room. Yes, she's a, a, a early role for Marissa Tomei. She did win an Oscar <laughs> later in her career, so the Toxic Avenger director could say, I Oscar have directed winner. Oscar-winning <laughs> actresses. He it's, literally could. It's Mark Neanderthal's story time time. And let's pick up with Raul. Good morning, Raul. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm fine. And you? Excellent. Thank you for your fame concern. It's time for you to pick which story <laughs> seems more interesting to our audience. It's Mark and Neanderthal's story time. My story is I will explain to you how you can potentially defend yourself with a Glock without actually having a Glock. And I, uh, Raul, will tell you... I believe two very well-known companies were trying to gouge the public this past Saturday night. Are you going to be the consumer reporter for the show? Kind of. Consumer advocate. Yeah. All right. All right. Fine. Holding the powerful accountable. If you will. If I will. All right. Uh, Raul, which story sounds more interesting to you? Well, when you bring up the Glock... Uh, I, I, I got to know. I got, I got to, to know. know about the Glock story. <laughs> We're nicely All right. done. <clears throat> so, Raul, this is an interesting thing. I um, I was uh, frequenting a local business establishment. I'm not going to say where because there was a Glock involved, but really there wasn't. As I was sitting in the establishment, a guy walked into the establishment holding a Glock pistol case. Now, that Glock pistol case indicates the presence of a Glock. Would it not? Would you not make that assumption if a guy walks in with a Glock pistol case that he probably has a Glock inside? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. As a Glock owner myself, I turned and looked and went, huh, a man has just walked into this establishment carrying a gun. As it turns out, he was not carrying a gun. He was carrying a Glock pistol case full of cash for a transaction to be held a little bit later on in the afternoon. Apparently, he was thinking about buying a car and was going to pay cash for the car, but he was having some work done on the car he was getting rid of, apparently, and took the Glock pistol case out of the car that contained all the money and decided walking through the streets of City Unnamed with a Glock pistol case was a smart idea. Now, I actually, in hindsight, look back at this and think to myself, this is a remarkably smart idea. You know why? Who the hell's going to mug a guy walking around with a Glock? Sure. Well, I look at that and say, he doesn't have the Glock ready then. It's in the case, probably unloaded. Maybe. Would he not be just as vulnerable if he did not have a Glock? Ah, see, Mark has has overlooked the first rule of firearms, and that is all guns are always loaded. Yeah, but it's still in the case. What if he popped? Have you ever opened up a Glock case? Thumb, two thumb snaps, bang, gun, gun, hand. If somebody's already attacked, but you don't have the gun ready. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows if he has it ready? Well, you could say that about anybody walking through any parking lot. Because All I'm saying is they might have something concealed. The average human being is going to look at a person, a criminal, a mugger, an attacker is not looking for a challenge. They're looking for an easy mark. And I think a guy walking through a parking lot of city unnamed carrying a Glock pistol case is probably an indicator of, let's go with the next guy. Because what if, Mm -hmm. you have to assume if he has the Glock pistol case, Mm -hmm. there may not be a gun in it. It might be on his hip. You have to assume that that man is armed regardless. Well, I think you have to assume that about anybody in Arizona. Well, yes, maybe. But here's the deal. The Glock pistol case he he was holding may have been his primary weapon. Maybe he has a backup. 
And sure. that is a very common thing. Maybe he's got a snub nose revolver on his ankle. Something weird going on there. All I'm saying is, it is, I think, a smart idea when carrying a, mar- a massive amount of cash. A, not to announce that you're carrying a massive amount of, of cash to a complete stranger in City Unnamed that I happen to find out about. But, two... Carrying a gun case is like I think it's an a, a blatant form of security. Huh. Your thoughts, Raul? Sure, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> and now you know. I agree. All right, Raul. Okay. Well, thank you. You have a fantastic morning, and thank you for listening. And that's how you can potentially defend yourself with a Glock without actually having a Glock. Yeah, seems weird to me. I don't think it yeah. makes them any less or more secure. But it's an odd thing to see. Yeah, it was it was weird. I'm unless, gonna, you're, unless you're heading into a, a gun shop to yeah, do a, exactly. you know, an exchange or a trade or <clears throat> yeah, whatever. We were not in a gun yeah. shop. Yeah. It was just in another retail establishment, a man carrying a Glock case full of cash. Yeah, it's a weird thing in a candy store, almost, certainly. Almost like a Tarantino movie going on there <laughs> right. for some strange reason. I'm vaccinated, baby. Fully vaccinated. Look at you big time me over there. You're going to live and I'm going to die. <laughs> That's right. But you can go to your grave knowing you're not a sheep. I will not. I am ashamed, I'm ashamed because I'm a sheep. You know what? When people ask me if taking the <laughs> vaccine makes me a sheep, I say, nah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so look, I did look the, you don't want to take it, uh, don't take it. Uh, I you know, I'm not you know what? You should listen to this radio station. If you don't want to listen to this radio station, you're a sheep. How about that? <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah, I'm shaming. I'm All sheep right. I'm sheep shaming. Sheep shaming. Yes. So uh we went out on Saturday night. Okay. My wife and I, she's fully vaccinated, went out with another couple who I, I believe are fully vaccinated also. So you guys are just all highfalutin there, oh just walking God. around, just indiscriminate sex with strangers, hookers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all on the table again. I get it, yeah. sure. Can do it. Yeah, you're basically invincible. I mean, aside from the x-ray vision, I don't have any side effects. You're right. Yeah, but, but the x-ray vision could be good for used for good and not evil. Oh, my God. Yeah. So here's the deal. We're going downtown. We're mm-hmm. meeting around uh, six, uh, Fifth Avenue and Roosevelt. Okay. Downtown at a place there. All right. It's about 20 miles from where we are. All right. Now, why don't you just fly? Back in the old <laughs> days, back in the old days, pre-pandemic, if we were trying to do a ride share there, the cost would, I, I, if my memory serves me correctly, be around 25 bucks. Okay. One way. Okay. So I get on the Lyft app. Which is generally a little bit cheaper than Uber. I get on the Lyft app on Saturday evening All right. for this trip. Like I said, generally about 25 bucks. What do you think the cost was on Saturday night? Uh, the proposed cost, which I did not I choose to Normally take. Normally it's $25 on a Saturday night. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll say 40 bucks. $87. Wow. Why don't you just stay home and get drunk? Uh, $87. 87 bucks. So I'm like. That's a lot. That is very unusual. Yeah. Is this that surge pricing thing? Yeah. A little bit? Big surge. Yeah. I would Big think. surge. <laughs> I, I was like, what the hell? So I'm like, all right, let me let me check out Uber, which was less costly at $79. Wow. That, I was like, I know things, I know we are living through unprecedented times. Right. But that is unprecedented pricing right there. That's a lot of money. It seems like a lot of money for a one-way ride. You know, if you, if, I mean... You can almost order a livery service for that. Yes. I mean, I mentioned the old price of $25 to put it in perspective. I mean, that's $87. That's way more than I'd spend on a pair of shoes. Right. As you know. Yes, Yes, I know. Yeah, that's almost twice what you would pay on a... Hey, let me ask you a question, Mark. This is... uh, uh, I hear you telling the story... 
But it begs a question I got to know. Yeah. What would it take for you to buy to, to call a cab? You know, I didn't really think of calling a cab because a cab would, would take a while to get there, right? Cabs are generally stationed in, in downtown areas or at airports and everything. Right? Yeah, but just the idea that you, you never even considered calling a cab, did you? Uh, not I did for a second, but I'm like, well, it's going to take too long. We just drove. You know, I said, you know, I'll just have one beer, you know, and we and we drove. So um, I didn't really think of the cab because I figured it would just take too long to get there. And I don't really like the this thing is right on my phone, the Uber app and yeah. the Lyft app. Yeah. I didn't really think about it. Where do I, you know, I, I know I just go online and say cabs in Phoenix or something like that, but I wasn't even sure where to start with that. But you, So you don't even know how to call a cab anymore. That's where we've got, that's where we got to. You're so, we're so conditioned to have the Uber and Lyft apps on our phone. By the way, neither of which I have on my phone. I've used Uber twice in my lifetime mm-hmm. and it was because somebody else paid for it. I've never used, I've never actually used the app. I don't know how Uber works. I don't know how the lift huh. works. I just know uh, a guy that works here at the radio station, Steve. I was doing some stuff with Ram. I needed a ride back and forth to their place so I didn't have to leave my truck there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll just have an Uber pick you up. So I just I stood out there like an idiot on the side of the street. And the guy goes up and goes, you, Paul? Yeah, I'm your Uber. All right, cool. Yeah, I, got, I, mean, I got in a car with a complete stranger. Yeah, Didn't even question it. It's pretty idiot-proof, generally speaking, because they want everybody to use it. Right. And there's a lot of idiots. Right. So uh, that's, you know, they make it super simple. I feel bad for cab drivers. I really do, because because I mean, I mean, are there any left? I guess at the airport, you know, at the airport there are, and I think that would have still been about forty bucks. I think is because I have taken cabs home, you know, when I gotten off a plane or something and didn't have a ride. It's about forty bucks, but not eighty-seven. I was like, what? What is going on? I mean, are they trying? I know that that they were hit hard by the pandemic. But sure, can't make it all back in one night. Yeah, and that's not going to help either. The high prices, not. It's just going to encourage people to drive. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I did. I just drove instead. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sorry, Uber, Lyft, or cab drivers. Yep. Mark's not de- not dealing <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, for the time being. So here we go. It's time for the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Let's escape in somebody else's misery, shall we? Sure, why not? All right, then. So late last month, near Topeka, Kansas. Ah, Topeka. 69-year-old Gene Sulentrop was... That's a very Kansas name right there. (laughs) He was driving on a divided highway around 1 in the morning. Big problem, though. Gene was driving the wrong way. Oh, boy. Doesn't just happen here. All right, then. This attracted a state trooper who gave chase as Gene Barrow down the highway at 90 miles per hour. Again, the wrong way and 25 miles an hour over the speed limit. That's no good. So luckily, Gene didn't hit anybody, but finally got pulled over by the trooper who noticed, you know, right away the watery eyes, the slurred speech, all the signs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So when the trooper tried to administer field sobriety tests, Gene refused and was thus taken to the hospital for a a draw of blood. Yes, against his will. The blood test. So while at the hospital, Gene became increasingly angry about being pulled over, saying he couldn't believe this this much fuss was being made, quote, all for just going the wrong way. All for jeez. Because <laughs> that's not serious. No. No. I think, is there anything worse than drunk driving the wrong way on a road? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm behind the wheel. Speeding, yeah. Yeah. drunk driving on the... Joker. 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 And a triple. Yeah. Yeah. So the trooper also included in his report that Gene had called him Donut Boy. What he called the police my, officer. My favorite superhero. And after looking the trooper up and down, Gene said that he'd played some sports in high school and could probably take 
the trooper. Now, you know, as in take him in a fight. That's a threat, right? Yeah. Yeah, a threat against well, a, a well, peace officer. You know, never mind that high school for Gene was over 50 years ago, but that's not important now, right? Yeah, donut Boy. Yeah. I love Donut Boy. That's great. Not the, not inaccurate. <laughs> the blood test took about a week to come back, but it confirmed what the trooper, who Gene called Donut Boy, suspected that Gene was drunk, blood alcohol level of 0.17, which is more than twice the legal limit. Sure is. So we will see how this all plays out for Gene and if he's able to keep his current job, which is the majority leader of the Kansas State Senate. Oh, boy. <laughs> A true leader. Gene Sulendrop, the Mark and Neanderthal, dumbass of the day. Truly a beautiful story you just told. Yep. Sponsored by Roadrunner Harley-Davidson, the newest Harley dealership in the Valley at 159th Avenue and McDowell in Goodyear. Big news here on the Mark and Neanderthal program. You heard it here first. There's a ketchup shortage going on. Yes. The ketchup packets specifically, but in general, an entire ketchup shortage. And the reason being, there's been so much takeout food ordered over the last year. You know, those packets get thrown into the bag very indiscriminately. A lot of times they're saying now you're going to hear more places asking you, do you want ketchup with that? They're not just going to throw it in automatically. And then they're going to say, how many? Yeah, which I found out uh, there's a common measurement um, known as an S-load. I found out at the Route 30 Burger King on the Massachusetts Turnpike that the S-load equals 10. They said, how much ketchup do you want? I said, give me a lot. They said, how much? I said, give me a load. And they gave me 10. So I I worked it out. That's official, just in case (laughs) you're wondering. I don't know that it it conforms to the metric system, but it is base 10. All right. So we have uh, Kathleen on the phone. And... We're just going to discuss what you put ketchup on. Like, Paul and I disagree regarding a hot dog. Absolutely. To me, a hot dog is mustard territory. Ketchup doesn't belong there. If you say so. That's that's my opinion. If you say so. so. We'll see what Kathleen thinks regarding this list of food items. Does ketchup go on these items, Kathleen? We'll start with a hamburger. Uh, yeah. Hot dog. No, mustard. Mustard on the hot dog. I love it. Okay. Wrong. Scrambled eggs. Oh, no. I've tried it. Not good. Never tried it. Never interested in it. Uh, Don't get it. Hash fries, hash hash browns or home fries? Uh, Tabasco on it. Tabasco. Tabasco, nice. Yeah, I don't like hash browns. I do like home fries. Yeah, and I will mix Tabasco with ketchup on that. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I say about mustard or ketchup on a uh, a hot dog. But uh, here's mustard. this one: chicken nuggets. Oh, I don't think so. How about just like a, a how about a grilled chicken breast? Oh no. How about a steak? Steak, ketchup, no. See now, I don't understand that. First of all, if it's a horribly horrible cut of steak or it's overcooked, I have no problem with it because all steak is is fancy hamburger. Well, ketchup, yeah, I guess. Or uh, the other thing, uh, liver. My mom used to make the big. Yeah, I don't put ketchup thing. on liver. Don't even eat that. Yeah, all right, yeah, I had to. All, all right, right, last one, bologna. Oh no, mustard. All right. Okay. Thank you, Kathleen. 
Yeah. Mustard on the bologna is very, very in line with her thought about mustard on a hot dog. Well, that, and Same kind of thing. And that's why yeah. I put I used to put ketchup on fried bologna. I'd make fried bologna sandwiches as a kid because yeah, it was cheap. That'd be a mustard item for me. It's the same thing as to me. It's the same thing as putting ketchup on a hot dog, which I do. I don't eat mustard at all. Now, now I don't understand the ketchup on scrambled eggs. I don't get that at all. I, you know, I'd, I'd seen enough people do that to where I was like, I'll give that a shot. Doesn't work at all. I understand people that do Tabasco, though. I have, I lived in Louisiana, and I was surprised at how many different people actually have a little bottle of Tabasco in their pocket, and they just dab it on eggs. They dab it on almost everything. Yeah, and a lot of people will use salsa on eggs also. Yes, Again, or Frank's Red Hot, something like that. I like them both, but separately. And uh, chicken nuggets, a little bit of ketchup every now and again. If you've got nothing else, that'll work. Although I'd rather, you know, some sort of dipping sauce, like a barbecue sauce or something like yeah, that. Yeah, again, Frank's Red Hot works really good with, with chicken nuggets. And I've done ketchup that way. I'm not a huge fan of it, um, but, you know, in a pinch. See, the problem with chicken nuggets or any chicken breast, if it's overcooked and it's dry, you got to do something to make that, you know, now, take, care of the, take care of the flavor. The steak you were talking about, if it's overcooked, maybe not a great cut of meat. Right. And you have ketchup and A1, what are you going for? I'll probably still go with ketchup. Really? Yeah, I'm not a huge A1 guy. I do oh, like I, I do A1. like I do like Lee and Perrin's once in a while, like a little Worcestershire sauce, something like that. I'm not a huge A1 guy. I would so use... A1 is just barbecue sauce to me. Yeah, see, I would use the ketchup for a bad cut of steak if that was the only thing to, to help save it. You know what actually does work on a bad cut of steak to make it taste good? A little, little balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Soften it up a little, yeah, a little bit. bit. Yeah, it gives, yeah. A, little bit, gives yeah. a little bit of spice, give it a little, little flavor. The uh, the message here, folks, is that there is a ketchup shortage. Do not take ketchup for granted. We may be, we are paying more for it, actually. The prices have gone up yep. uh, pretty substantially over the last year, and they're saying that's not going away. I will tell you, a friend of mine gave me a big bottle of Heinz ketchup, a 32-ounce bottle of Heinz ketchup for my birthday last week. It's as a joke gift. Gold. Now it is. I'm going to trade it for toilet paper when it all hits the fan. <laughs> there you go. All right, so on the show here, we've got three out of the four shots necessary for full vaccination that have taken place. Paul, you have one. Your next one is coming up in late April, right? Yes, it is. All right. And I got number two on Saturday. And Guido, actually, our producer, got his first one over the weekend, too. So. How are you feeling over there, Guido? You all right? I'm doing all right. You got better yeah. Wi-Fi reception in the house, right? After that's what they say. After the first shot, your Wi-Fi improves. Oh yeah, yeah. Gaming speeds, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, superhuman speed comes after the second shot. I, Mark was yeah. unbelievable how quick he got back and forth to the bathroom. X-ray vision yep. is. I'm getting used to it. Yep. I, I think I could live with it. Yeah. Um, you did go on what Saturday morning? I went Saturday morning. I went to the Dexcom facility, which, even though it was not the super secret government installation that it sounds like. And it's not, You're ruining the image. It's not surrounded by electrified razor wire. It is surrounded by chain link fence that is covered with of a course. green tarp, so of you course. can't see in because it's corporate secrets and stuff. That's right, prying eyes. Yeah, I remember when are I used not to welcome when I used to work uh, uh, across the street from the General Dynamics shipyard in Quincy, Massachusetts. They had signs that said "photography prohibited" mm-hmm. in this in this area because there are probably some corporate trade secrets happening there at the Dexcom yeah. facility, and of course, alien testing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I went through and they, you know, they, again, super organized. You know, they, I got to give that to the state or the county who is ever doing this. But they had it, they had it nailed, and I was in and out in probably fifteen or twenty minutes. And fifteen of those minutes are just waiting 
basically after you get your shot. Mm-hmm. The guy the guy comes over and I'm talking to him. I go, I go, this is Pfizer, right? Because that's what I got first time. He goes, dude, don't worry about it. We got you taken care of. He goes, I got my shots. You have no idea how much I've mutated since then. Oh, great. So, excellent. He goes, I'm feeling great. Yeah, we're all going to be X-Men, yep. I think. That's the, that's the great news is that that's how we're going to win the war against terror. Yep. As all of us are getting vaccine, get vaccinated and then we'll create an army of superhumans. Yes. That's how Captain America was formed. Don't we all know this? Yep. Gives- how do we not know this? He gives me the shot, and he says, all right, just take it easy for the rest of the day. You know, see how you feel. I would recommend not drinking any alcohol. I, oh. said, I said, let me speak to your manager, yes, please. Yes, yes. You pull you in full <laughs> Karen at that point. Yes. Yeah. So, but you know what? He he actually was right. I felt fine for the rest of the day, and we went out on Saturday night. I did have a beer or two, and I felt lousy afterwards. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, And then the same thing on Sunday. When I talked to you yesterday on the phone, I said I was feeling pretty good, right? Yeah. After that, I had a drink and felt lousy again. What's, so. what's funny is, I, you know, we've gone through all of this stuff with COVID for the past, what, 15, 16 months or so. Um, and I haven't felt sick at all in any way, shape, or form. And you and I never left the building. We've never, even though COVID has been in this building like half a dozen times, it's because we have superhuman blood, O-negative blood, that we haven't been affected by it. Um, but damned if the pollen count isn't taking me down. Past sure. couple of days, yeah. past couple of days, warm temperatures, new pollen, out on the motorcycle, <laughs> I feel like ass. Well, it's you're awful. here, though, on Monday. Yes. You know, and we never did leave the building. We were here every day. It's yeah. been, you know, our, our time wasn't so different. But, you know, I did the vaccine yesterday. I encourage you to. But if you don't want to do it, don't yeah, do it. if you it. don't want to do it, that's fine. Understand this, though. There are people who are complaining now about the quote-unquote quote vaccine passport and all that stuff. If businesses decide that they want to require that you show proof of vaccination before they allow you to go in, they can do that. It's the same thing as going to an aquarium and not having a ticket. Yeah, it's private. Well, if yeah. it's a private business, yeah. Yeah, they can, they do, can whatever, do whatever they can do whatever they want there. So just be careful out there. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't, don't. Just don't be mad when people say you can't come and play reindeer games with them. You probably saw over the weekend that Prince Philip, who was married to Queen Elizabeth for like over 70 years. Yeah, he was 99 years old. Yeah, he passed away. So, but the good news is the Queen is apparently doing well. I'm sure she is in mourning, but she is apparently doing okay. Yeah, she just joined Tinder. Did you see that that, <laughs> that meme that's going around? Awful. Yes. Elizabeth, yes. recently single, loaded. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but she's apparently doing well. This is according to someone who visited her on Saturday morning. That person is the, let me get this title right, the Countess of Wessex. Yes. Who the hell is the Countess of Wessex? How do you not know this? Sophie. You don't know who that is. Sophie is the Countess of Wessex. Is that right? Yes. She's married to Prince Edward. She's had Prince Edward in a can, <laughs> if you will. Who is Prince Edward? Prince Edward is the, the youngest son. Of the queen, of the queen and, and the Prince, Prince Philip, yeah. Okay. Oh, so Prince, Prince, Prince Charles', Charles is, brother. Prince Charles's brother, yeah. Who okay. we've never heard of, by the way. I never heard. I just, just now. Yeah. That's when I heard he, of him. He is the Earl of Wessex. Okay. So his wife, Sophie, is then the, the Countess of Wessex. Which is not to be confused with Meghan Markle, who was the Duchess of Sussex. Duchess of Sussex, yes. The interesting thing about that, okay. Prince Philip is the Duke of Edinburgh, who is the father of the Earl of Wessex. So he's the Duke of Earl of Wessex. <laughs> Duke, Duke. Yes, Duke. very nice. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> I just came up just with another. another inbred royal is what he is. I just came up with another field sobriety test. Okay. All right. All right, hit me. Notice how you, we remember we had the the field sobriety test. If you could say a rural road, railroad crossing yes. for the yes. police officer, you could go on your way. Yes. Okay, so this one involves these people <laughs> we just discussed. All right, you're going to okay. lay it out for me. Here you go. <laughs> the Countess of Wessex and the Duchess of Sussex annexed the rural road, railroad crossing. If yeah, you can say that. that. Yeah. <laughs> At three o'clock in the morning on Rural Road <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yep. The police officer will let you go. The Countess of Wessex and the Duchess of Sussex annexed the Rural Road Railroad Crossing. I am going to save everyone a lot of time and embarrassment and just ask you to step out of the car, please. KSLX, it's Mark and Anderpol at 9.03, and we'll get into the big three at 9, our top sound clips of the day. Let's start with the next member of Pink Floyd. He wants, okay. he wants to get out there. We all want to get out there. Roger Waters uh, just late last week announced a whole new set of shows. Yeah, he rescheduled to 2022. Right. So, like a lot of bands, they've pushed everything off yet another year. So if you were looking to see Roger Waters, two things are going to have to happen after we hear about what's going on. We have a new start date for This Is Not A Drill. This Is Not A Drill is me shouting it from my rooftop and hoping that you will all shout it from your rooftops and we'll start acting as one and put an end to this madness. Roger Waters back on tour in 2022. He had a date scheduled, I think, in Las Vegas right around this time last year. Yeah, it's been rescheduled. That some Phoenicians were going to and weren't able to go to because it got canceled. Now, you're probably asking yourself, is there a Phoenix date on this tour? And the answer is no, there is not. And here's why. Remember when he came through to town a couple of years ago on the Us and Them tour where he was doing like all Pink Floyd music stuff? Yep. Um, He got a little too political for Phoenicians. And a lot of people booed and were, were actively upset and expressed their displeasure in, in Roger Waters' political stance. And many people walked out of the show, and thus, he's decided, okay, I'm not appreciated in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm not playing Phoenix, Arizona. He's going to play Vegas. He's going to play Denver. He's going to play L.A. He's going to play Sacramento, San Francisco. He's going to sweep around Phoenix twice. He's not even playing Tucson. He's not playing the state at all. Bastard. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. So there you go. You know, you have your you have a right to your political opinion or any opinion, but the way people react to it can affect your business practices later on. Yeah. So there you go. Roger Waters not coming to Arizona, but he is going to be playing up in Vegas. So if you want to make the road trip, it's 2022. Check out the tour dates. They're out there. So we mentioned Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters tournament yesterday. One guy who played poorly the first two days and did not make the cut is a guy, you know, he's a fairly big name in the sport. And I, I, I will botch the last name because I don't follow it that closely, but I've read his name enough to know he's a pretty accomplished guy. Brooks Kupka. Yeah, Brooks Kupka, yeah. I, I think is the way you say that name. And, and the reporters asked him if he was disappointed in, in not making the cut. It's your first time not playing the weekend at Augusta. Just talk about how disappointing that is for you. How fucking disappointed do you think I am? <laughs> I mean, I worked my ass off just to get here, and then to play like this is pretty disappointing. So, Brilliant. Uh, he knows. I love him. He's my new favorite golfer. He knows how the rest of us feel. Yeah. Every time after we've completed That's a round, anytime I've uh, completed a round, anytime I've ever taken a golf club out of a golf bag, I feel effing disappointed. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Brooks. Yep. You speak the truth, sir. Sir, cursing is not allowed <laughs> at Bushwood. And I never slice. <laughs> All right. Now, we started off with something in the classic rock vein. Let's, let's stay there. And 
listen to Mr. Rob Halford of Judas Priest. He posted uh, a little while back, maybe two weeks ago. Remember the post of him? Yes, with his, getting with his vaccination getting card. Getting his vaccine, yeah. Yeah. The metal god. He is now urging us all to do that. I urge those of us who have not yet been vaccinated to please step up. Judas Priest and all bands everywhere are made complete by playing live for our fans. That's why he wants you to get vaccinated so you can all come out and see him and they can get out and everybody can be safe. And if you're saying, oh, God, he's just doing it because he wants the money. Well, of course he wants the money, but he doesn't really need the money. Bands do want to get out and play and myself i want to get out and see i'd like to get out and see too as well if you don't want to take the vaccine stay home because that's that's basically where we're going to be at at it, this point that might that will probably happen in some places yes yeah. um some places it won't happen but that will probably be a thing where you know you'd have to have you know prove you've been vaccinated to get into certain places yeah and they, and they have every right to do that so you know it's funny because people like though they, they don't want to be locked down but they don't want to do what it takes to get out from being locked down i.e wear a mask or take the needle so, well, and that's your choice. You have at it. You do your thing. You do you. Whatever you is. Just remember, you're going to find yourself alone on an island with the water coming in. Well, I don't know if it's that extreme. No, at some point, at some it's point, that at extreme, some point, but... you're, you're going to have to realize that if you, your choices are going to leave you in your own world. Well, certainly you'll be left out of something. A lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So that's Rob Halford wrapping up today's Big Three at Nine. We'll do it again tomorrow here with Mark and Neanderthal at 100.7 KSLX. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With a free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.